welcome back to Let's Talk Disability, the podcast focusing on a range of disabilities from my own experience to others, from autism, dyspraxia, ADHD, I talk about it all. So today I'm going to be talking about neurodivergent burnout, more specifically autistic burnout, because this is something that up until recently I didn't realise I had. I always thought I was exhausted or maybe I had worked myself a little bit too hard. I never realised that it was autistic burnout. So this is something that I definitely want to do a podcast about. About and definitely do some more videos about on my Instagram and my Facebook if you're following them. So I'm going to start off with what is the definition of autism burnout or neurodivergent burnout. So autistic burnout is the intense physical mental or emotional exhaustion that many autistic individuals may experience at some point. It can often be accompanied by a temporary loss of skills That means that something that the person could be fine doing beforehand may find difficult or impossible for them to do. So for example, you might have a memory block. Say if you're an amazing artist, when you're in burnout, your brain just goes completely blank and you're really struggling to think of skills and what sort of art you want to do until the burnout passes. For me, this is very prevalent with editing. When I'm in burnout, I can't edit this podcast that well. I can get everything in place fine, like very basic edit, but when I actually have to get to the nitty gritty, my brain just goes completely blank. So there are many ways people can get burnout and it's different for every single person because as you may know, autism is a spectrum. So a couple of ways people can get burnout is masking their autistic traits by by suppressing their autistic behaviours. So they could be out in public and it could be bright lights, loud music. People just could be asking too many questions and you can't process it. It could be a a range of different things and we suppress it because maybe we don't want people to know we're autistic or we don't want to make a scene or we just want to deal with it until we get home and I know from personal experience when this happens and I get burnout it's because I've suppressed it too long and I can't get out of a situation and then it just ends in burnout and most of the time for me I try to give myself accommodations but it never normally helps leading to a burnout. Now, another reason why people may get burnout is difficulty, difficult or unreasonable expectations from friends, friends, family, work or society. So you're already exhausted and one more thing you're going to do is going to put you over the edge with struggling to process or function, same as a neurotypical. So an example for me, which I mention a lot, is doing the dishwasher. Now, for example, I've had a long day, I'm absolutely exhausted, I'm not burnt out, I'm not drained, just exhausted. And my family go, Oh, Athena, can you just do the dishwasher for us? We're so exhausted. Now, I know for me, if I do the dishwasher, it's gonna tip me over the edge, it's gonna get 
get me into a burnout. I'm going to probably get exhausted. However, if I leave it, I look like the laziest person in the world. And it's not me saying that I can't do the dishwasher. I can do the dishwasher. They've just approached me at a really bad moment where I'm burnt out. I have a lack of energy and I'm on the edge of, of a burnout. And most of the time I feel like I'm being guilt tripped sometimes not by my family necessarily but by people sometimes I feel like I'm being guilt tripped because it looks like I'm fine and they're like oh go on go on and then I do it and they think and they say to me after oh look at you well done you did it don't you feel good about yourself no I don't feel good about myself I feel terrible actually I'm in complete burnout I feel terrible all you're saying is well it's done now why don't you give yourself a little pat on the back, a little pat on the back, a little pat on the back. And I'm thinking, no. Another example is stress from living in a world that's not set up to accommodate autistic people. For example, managing stress, noisy environment, people just not understanding your accommodations. Now, I feel like you can't blame it all of and I feel like you can't blame it altogether on the world surrounding us because obviously we're different to neurotypicals and they want to live their life too but when we have a situation where I've forgotten my headphones that I really need to accommodate myself I go on the train I specifically go in an area where it's meant to be quiet and then all of a sudden people are loud people are rowdy people are noisy no one has any respect and then also when you're going into a shopping center and it's just very overstimulating and not very friendly little things are fine but when it starts to add up throughout the day that's for me personally when it leads to burnout and others it can lead others to burnout as well I can only do small things in dosages otherwise I just end up in a complete meltdown and complete burnout let me know if you agree to that one because I think I know a lot of people will and the last reason why people get into burnout is the struggling to process with change now in the last episode I talked about this a little bit this can lead to a complete burnout you've got it in your head what you want to do the specific time everything's planned out to a T and it's almost like someone's come to you and said you're not important we're just going to throw this out the window. No one said that, by the way. No one says that, but it just feels like it a little bit. So next, I'm going to be talking about ways to produce or prevent autistic burnout. This will be from my own experience and the experiences of others and what I found on the internet. Now, just to remind everyone that the process of getting out of burnout or preventing burnout is very different for every single person and what I'm saying may not relate to you. It may relate to you but it may not relate to you. After all, autism is a spectrum. So although it is hard to reduce burnout when you're in the thick of it, I found some techniques that might work that might that work a little bit for me for taking off the edge of getting into burnout and getting out of it. 
So the first one that I've written down is acceptance. Something that I do when I'm in the thick of burnout is interact with friends and family who understand my burnout. For me, this is my boyfriend. If I'm with my boyfriend, I can fully unmask with him. He knows my struggles. My boyfriend has been with me with my ups and downs through and throughout. He knows all my experiences with autism. So he's very aware on how to emotionally support me. And one way he does that is he doesn't pressure or judge me when I'm finding it hard. We instead work together. We figure out a way on what's going to work for me. We take it in bite-sized chunks. If I'm struggling, he doesn't shame me because he knows that I'm really struggling with this and it's not something that I can help. Now, the next one is attending to your artistic needs by stimming and spending time with intense interests and comfort items whilst unmasking. Now, obviously, this isn't a fix like I mentioned beforehand, but stimming, playing with fidget toys, doing things that make you feel comfortable will definitely help take the edge off it and help you feel more relaxed and bring you into a state where the burnout may pass or you may feel a little bit more normal to how you normally feel. I know this definitely for me definitely helps a lot being in a quiet room, being by myself, not talking to anyone and just relaxing, taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Now the next one I've written down is reduce the load. Definitely reduce the load if you're feeling burnt out, don't do as much work, take time off, take more breaks, reducing social activities and other types of stressful activities. I know this can be really really hard if you've got a full-time job. Something that I do in my retail job which I've talked to my manager about is I take lots of breaks where I go into the back and I have a breather. I sometimes have a little bit of a snack to give myself a sugar boost. And that really helps me, although it doesn't help me for the long run. It definitely helps me taking small breaks, especially feeling if I'm anxious and I'm a tiny bit burnt out. So the last one I've written down is self-knowledge. Now, learning to recognise and act on early signs of autistic burnout. Now, this example is something that I did the other day. So my family were going over to their friend's house to have a meal, to talk about an upcoming holiday, and they asked if I wanted to come. Now, I really did want to go. I'm not going to lie, I really did want to go because I think they were going to have dinner they were gonna chat they were just gonna have they were just gonna have a great time but I thought it's seven o'clock right now I've had a little bit of a busy day I've been at work I've been doing some editing they said they're gonna be there for a couple of hours am I going to cope will I be able to do it and I came to the conclusion no by the time I'm there I'm gonna be burnt out I'm gonna be drained I'm gonna be crying because this is what's happened in the past before even though in the present I feel like I can definitely cope with it, I I had to think in a couple of hours when we're still going to be there, will I be able to cope? And the answer was no. So what I did was I cancelled it. Well, I wasn't really invited in the first place. My mum invited me, but I said no. And 
in that situation I'm fine with it because I wasn't necessarily invited invited but definitely cancelling plans I've done that in the past cancel plans cancelled meeting up with people I find that really hard because I'm a tiny bit of a people pleaser so I don't really want to let people down but so I go anyway meet up get burnt out but I'm working on it I'm working on it very very slowly and trying to understand my own patterns and behaviours and feelings. So like I said beforehand, although these techniques might work for me, there's no way of knowing if they might work for you, because it might work for you or anyone else, because autism is definitely on a spectrum, and we're all very different. So that was the end. I think we've reached the end of the podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I think this has been like one of my favourite podcasts talking about a topic that has does really affect me on a day-to-day basis. Now, if you've got any knowledge from this podcast or you're just loving it, I'd love it if you could let me know via my Facebook or Instagram on Life Through Dyspraxia. Send me a message telling me what you're loving about the podcast or write in my comment section. Either or will do. I don't really mind. So yeah, I'll see you in the next video for some more content on dyspraxia, autism and a range of different disabilities. See you then. Bye.